This is Neon Radio, episode 162, with Gerard Powell. Welcome to Neon Radio. I'm your host, Nick Onkin, fashion and lifestyle photographer for today's top brands, performers, and game changers. On this podcast, we explore the body, mind, and soul of the creative entrepreneur, bringing you inspiring guests to help take your creativity, business, and life to the next level. What is up, my fellow Neonites? creatives, entrepreneurs, all the above. This is for everyone. Living a life of creativity doesn't just mean you have to be an artist, but you want to create your life. But creativity is the focus. I wanted to introduce you to today's guest. And hopefully you listened to last week's episode 161, my uh, experience with plant medicine. So I was just recently down in Costa Rica at this amazing wellness resort called Rhythmia. And it's a full-on body, mind, and soul cleanse. And you do plant medicine down there, which is an amazing personal development tool in my in my point of view, my perspective. If you want to learn more about plant medicines from a from a very good scientific perspective, check out the book "How to Change Your Mind" by Michael Pollan. Uh, really amazing. That shifted my whole perspective on uh, plant medicines. But today's guest is the founder of this wellness resort called Rhythmia down in Costa Rica. This amazing oasis of a place, you know, and it's a really great place to do ayahuasca for the first time because it's a very, they've, they've crafted the surroundings, the set, the setting and everything so well done with really high, you know, authentic shamans and, and all the above. But it's a beautiful place and a beautiful place to do it. They have classes. They've created classes with Michael Beckwith, founder of the Agape Center, who and has uh, really helped to craft the experience because so much of the experience is about feeling safe, having the education around it, understanding the medicine, and they have classes. And it's a full-on week. I mean, from colonic cleanses to yoga to completely clean eating and and hot tubs, cold plunges, steam rooms, all of that stuff. And this place is today's guest's creation, Gerard Powell. He is an amazing dude, went through a huge, huge life change, and he's now one of the warmest guys I, I've met. Such a, such a sweet guy. And it was over probably over 10 years ago, he sold his company for $94 million dollars. He had like planes and houses and and luxury cars and all that, but wasn't happy. He was not a kind man, not a nice person, and ended up finding his way to Costa Rica to do plant medicine. Completely changed his life, and now he's created a center and a space to help other people discover themselves, go deeper with themselves, face the the, the triggers and the and the traumas that they've experienced through life that we all have. We all create our subconscious wiring through the triggers that we've created from our upbringing. So the medicine is such a healing space. He's seen they brought over 6,000 people through this place and have seen many, many miracles and amazing, amazing healings and people leave changed. Really beautiful process. And today's episode, we talk a lot about, a little bit about Jerry's story, which he is amazingly funny. 
and you have to come down to Rhythmia to hear him tell the full story. We didn't have time to do the full story on this podcast, uh, but uh, we, we run through a brief piece of it, but he, it's an amazing story. Really beautiful. We talk about a lot about the spiritual side of the medicine and how you can connect to the deeper world around you with it. And I've had many experiences with this plant medicine. We did four nights. Beautiful time. Beautiful time. So with that, I am so excited to introduce you to Jerry. I hope you enjoy this. I really enjoyed my time down there, especially chatting with him and go deep, get some really interesting things. So without further ado, I give you Mr. Jerry Powell. What is up, everyone? We have Jerry Powell in the house, in his house, in Rhythmia <laughs> right now. I'm excited to have a chat. Jerry is the founder of Rhythmia, this beautiful place in Costa Rica with uh, plant medicine as the as the game with a bunch of other amazing things, breath work and a lot of classes and education around the whole process. And I'm, I'm blown away by what you've created. So I'm um, excited to talk to you and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's our great pleasure to host you too. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I'm like so gracious. This uh, has been such yeah. a, an amazing, <laughs> amazing journey so far. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, my mind is blown literally. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to, and I see your story is amazing. Uh-huh. And I would love to get have you tell an abridged version of it? Because sure. it's like, you know, people can come down here and listen to you. The way you tell it is beautiful and hilarious. And also your book, Shit the Moon Says, yeah. also tells your story. But let's just give people here a context of, of your story and your journey um, sure. from your previous life to, to Rhythmia. Perfect. So, yeah, I had been a business guy. Started out, I was in a very strict, rough kind of family as a kid mm. and I ended up being a business guy. And I, I did have some success in business where, where I made enough money that I had enough money. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I actually thought that constantly making more money would make me happy and it didn't. And I got to the point where I had, I had amassed a fair amount of money and enough to last a couple lifetimes, like, you know, enough money the last couple of lifetimes, but my life was a wreck and I was super upset and I was a, a drug addict, a sex addict, an alcoholic, a misogynist, chauvinist, a wife beater. I was just a wow. terrible guy and greedy on top of it, you know, greedy mm. on top of the whole thing. I hated people. I hated my own life and I had tried to commit suicide a couple of times wow. and um, finally I got pushed into rehab and during a stay in rehab, I discovered like metaphysical stuff through agape Mm. and met a wonderful psychologist, Jeff McNary. And my life started to get turned a little bit, but I was in such bad shape that, that it wasn't near enough, you know, and through a set of, you know, a series of, circumstances or misadventure, whatever, I wound up going to do plant medicine in Costa Rica. Yeah. And I did, a boga was the first medicine that I did. And one night with that medicine and it changed, it changed everything for me. And that's what the book, uh, Shit the Moon Said is about because 
with a boga, with me, the moon talks to you through typing, and you read what it's typing. So wow. It's wild shit. <laughs> That's some wild shit right there. It is, dude. <laughs> wow, wow. Mm. That's a totally different medicine. Yeah, but they all act the same. Like the teaching plants, in my opinion, and this is just my experience, but the teaching plants tend to act the same. So San Pedro, Ayahuasca, Boga tend to have the, the same kind of message in them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How yeah. do you feel they differ from psilocybin? I'm a plant guy. So I, the, the, uh, not that I have anything against anything else, you know? Right, but, right. But I love, I like mushrooms, but I love plants, you know? I love plants and whole plants and mixed plants and, and I don't like isolated alkaloids and I don't, not they don't like, I like them. Yeah. But like TA, a boga mm-hmm. is beautiful. It's the, the total alkaloid. Yeah. Condensed, you know, the, it was fantastic where ibogaine will have a different thing to it because yeah. there's intervention. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really am a fan of, of ayahuasca. Yeah. In, in all honesty, that's the, the plant that, uh, for me, it gives more of a whole experience. Yeah. So you can't, you know, I could, IV DMT is on the way, right? I mean, that's coming, they say, right? You know? Yeah, so, IV DMT? Yeah, they are talking about if that can happen. Oh, today, what you know? is it? I, don't even, I mean, I know what DMT is, but what's IV DMT? Directly. Oh, you know, directly. That's, oh. That's in the mix from what wow. I understand. Wow. It's not something I'd want to do, you know, because, yeah. because it's not only the DMT, it's everything else in the plant. It's everything else in the tea that that works together yeah. to provide that experience. Yeah, I did. Know? I mean, yeah, I did five MEO DMT last year. <laughs> uh huh. And it's a lot way, and a little. Yeah, a lot and a little. It's like a way different experience. It is. Um, yeah. A lot of times too, there's there's such light body expansion in that that sometimes you can't catch back up. So. You can't catch back up from from the experience. This expansion, yeah, it's just so expansive that that because you know throughout all this, our conscious mind is trying to make sense of what occurred throughout, right. even through this experience this week. With yeah, you. and and by the way, by giving people context, mm-hmm. the expansion is easier to swallow. Mm. So that's why all the classes, all the metaphysical shit, all the. You know, because it makes the expansion, puts the expansion in a framework that we can understand. Yeah. 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 So sometimes just the expansion will leave someone blown away, like with all different kinds of 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 questions. Yeah. 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 No, it's amazing. I mean, that's what I love about this the, the program is there that you do give that have that context to yeah. shed into it and like just all these little like nuggets of wisdom as you're going through the process to help guide the process. Like you have the, you have the almost like a formula, but you still have to do the work. You still have to do the work. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, people, anybody who tells you that come to rhythm me and to have a good time, <laughs> just fucking lying. It's just an absolute <laughs> myth, you know, because it's, it is hard work and, and it's relentless. So yeah. here you can't escape it. So in other words, you you leave yoga, which is reflective, and then you're at lunch with people or at breakfast with people who are talking about 
the same thing and pointing yeah. you back at yourself. And then, boom, you go to metaphysical class. The answer is you, which is all about pointing you back at you. Yeah. And, like, then you're off to lunch, and then the people are talking about pointing you back at you. <laughs> then you have a little bit of a break, maybe. Yeah. And you're next thing you know, in ceremony, and the medicine's pointing you back to you. It's like you can't get away from it. Yeah, yeah. It was really a, a beautiful, beautiful experience to be uh. here and, like, you know, talking to you is, is amazing and oh, it's, you're great. hearing your stories and just even your nuggets of wisdom throughout the integration classes and everything mm. has been super helpful. I'm glad because I want to tell you something. I am not a thought leader. I'm not somebody who I consider woke. I'm a guy that's a cheerleader for a plan. That's my, my whole deal yeah. is that when people, when people talk about, that woke shit I get like it aggravates me. The the thing is, and there are pe- there must be people out there, humans who can lead you to enlightenment. I haven't found one. Uh huh. Yeah. I've I've found some people who put up some great guideposts. Like Michael Beckwith puts up some great guideposts of getting there. Yeah. But but I'm not that guy. I'm a guy that completely relies on nature and the intelligence in that nature mm-hmm. to tell me something. And all I do is repeat that stuff. I'm not, I haven't had an original idea in my whole life. So like, I'm not that guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you're still, you'll still, you're still bringing to light to people. Yeah. You know? And in that way, you know, in a way of, of, of regurgitating something that was given to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but I mean, and that's a good word regurgitating right, for right now. Definitely. <laughs> it's, it's very, uh, very in the, in the space here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. The integration piece, which is interesting. The breath work that you've integrated fantastic, is yeah. fantastic. I, I mean, that. Yeah. and when I did DMT last year, like it took, I, I created this huge contrast and I was like, I didn't know. I was like, went through a dark night of this whole afterwards. Uh, it was part of it and yeah breath work was something that helped and, and me how integrate. long was your dark night i was Six probably months? yeah probably about that because usually like five meo or 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 just this this high concentration of dmt will create a vacuum for four to six months after that of what the fuck yeah was that your your your, your conscious mind is yeah. Desperately trying to yeah, make like, sense of all that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you see them, you enter the matrix. Yeah. And you're like, How, wait, what? what's the meaning of anything here? And what is there? Right. There's something way bigger out there. It's way, 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 and way, way bigger. And it's fascinating. Yeah. It yeah. is fascinating, yeah. So how did you come to, like, to create Rhythmia? And I'd love to hear a little bit of that story. So the, the medicine told us, to go do it, <clears throat> plain simply. That wrote out, this is what you're going to do. She typed yeah. out to the yeah. room and said, and the, I was in the process of opening up strip clubs. That's what I was going to do. <laughs> and, and, oh, yeah, the, the, on the airplane. Yeah, or the, the cockpit. The, the cockpit. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> in the airport. And, and it told me not to do that and that I would have to do this. And she said it would be the hardest thing I ever did, but the most enjoyable thing I ever did. And she kind of teased me and told me it was going to be easy. Uh-huh. And she told me what to buy, even where to buy it, what to buy, what to pay for it, to the to wow. the penny, what to pay for it, which my offer was about 40% of the asking price. 
Oh, wow. And it was accepted, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, the medicine is brilliant shit, yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, so you, wait, you bought this place as originally another resort? Yeah, it was okay. a flex space for the Marriott over here. Ah, okay. And then, you know, and I was like, just amazed that... Well, amazed that I listened to someone because I, I made a career out of not listening to anyone, yeah? <laughs> and um, or a lifestyle out of, out of telling everybody to fuck off, right? Yeah. And I listened to her and everything she's ever told me to do has worked out properly. Every wow. single thing, without exception. Everything. From when to, told me to sell my house, told me to sell... I had a fleet of cars, told me to sell my cars, told me to sell a, and, I, and a lot of it was counterintuitive stuff, you know, because your ego still wants things, yeah? Yeah. You know, I went from, at one point I, I had six houses, about 25 collectible cars and a couple airplanes. Wow. And now I live in a hotel room. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> That's you know? wild. Pretty wild, right? That I is wild. I live in a hotel room with one car. Uh -huh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I have this resort, but yeah. it's really not mine. It's the yeah. people that come here. It's theirs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I live in a hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's beautiful, you know? I mean, like, at a certain point. It's a great point. place to live. Oh, yeah. 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 And I mean, how much stuff do we need? A lot less than you think you need. <laughs> exactly. How much food do you need? A lot less than you think you need. How yeah. much of anything do you need? Yeah. How much love do you need? A lot more than you think you need, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sure. yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you say like, the, the medicine told you to do this stuff. Yes. And even from my experience the last couple of nights, it's really, once the medicine hits, there is this really clear voice. It's Crystal. It's Bananas, like nothing bananas. I've ever experienced. <laughs> and that's a great word, bananas. I like that. <laughs> it is bananas. Yeah. yeah. And how much of that do you think is like your own intuition or if it's the other, a, a well, what combination? If, so or I don't know. I'm, that's like an interesting thing. jump into that. Yeah. yeah. What if it's all you? What if this is all you? Yeah. Uh -huh. The divine. Like, yeah, I had this kind of realization. What if you are that, the divine? Yeah. Uh -huh. And that's kind of like when I was on the medicine last night, that's kind of what I came to. I was like, wait, is this just like everything? What if you've always known everything? <laughs> yeah. What if you've always known everything? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's, <laughs> that's wild. Shit, huh? Yeah. And it really connects you to, I mean, it's like it's what your higher self, essentially. Uh -huh. yeah, you're just doing the surgery to part the waters. Yeah. And, and what if, though? That is the absolute truth that, that as we're born, right, as we're conceived and born, that the infinite intelligence is with us. And then life dumbs us down to, to it's about Ferraris and, and, and strip clubs. That's what gets, oh, yeah. that's it. Huh? And, yeah. yet, and yet it's always there, this intelligence. That although it's been dumbed down by food and all kinds of shit, all kinds of stuff. Right? Yeah. And in school and being religious, all kinds of ways to dumb the thing down. Yeah. Yeah. But all of a sudden, when we take a walk in the woods, something twangs us that, oh, fuck, what is this? Or go for a swim in the beach or a hike in the mountains or da-da-da-da. And all of a sudden, it's knocking. Yeah. And then when you answer it and it says, I've been here all along, because I am you, 
and you're like, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was definitely last Can night. I curse in your, your Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Because yeah. I curse a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do too. It's uh, it's part of it. Great shorts, by the way. I like those. Thank you. The side stripes are in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like yours. <laughs> They're my Where's Waldo. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's interesting because I think there's so many, you know, there's all these different tools and modalities and obviously plant medicine is one of them to get to that infinite intelligence and that higher self. Yeah. What other tools do you utilize? I believe everything gets you there. Yeah. I think going to strip club gets you there. <laughs> because we're all going to die. Yeah. So we're all in the death process. We all get back in tune with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's nice if you get there early. Yeah. And you can have some dessert in life, what I call the dessert. So sometime when you're actually doing your heart's desire, doing what you want to do, living where you want to live, acting how you want to act, being in accord with the nature that you want to be in accord with, mm-hmm. that's dessert. That's like the Quan. You know, yeah. like the, in the movie Jerry Maguire, they would call things the Quan, right? It's the everything. Well, that is the everything. That, yeah. that when you're doing what you want to do in life, mm-hmm. and that will usually involve helping people, yeah? Yeah. Then you're, you're at your highest calling, living the life that you want to live. That's heaven yeah there, right yeah when you're so at, we need some of that <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah we being of service some of that. And, yeah gotta get some of that yeah, yeah yeah do you practice any meditation type of stuff i'm uh i'm a guy do i work out every yeah. morning and then i get into a trance you know i mm. do a treadmill trance and then i do spiritual mind treatments proactive prayer things like that and then then maybe once a week I'll do meditation once a week. I'll try to get up and do some plant medicine. Uh huh. In the morning. No, I try to do plant medicine. Then I'll do. I'll drink with you tonight. Okay. I love Thursday nights. My friends come. Uh-huh. Ah. So I used to have friends, right? Friends who pull up and oh God, we got to go to the strip club or da 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 da. Now my friends serve medicine, so I like to like <laughs> just as crazy. And I have to tell you something. When people talk about, I used to like have friends that were. Crazy in the sense of they'd be involved in extreme activities in order to be happy. So they'd be like, oh, let's go skydiving. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's go heel a ski and whatever the fuck. There's no more extreme activity than swallowing two cups of ayahuasca. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you don't. Yeah, absolutely. So like every people say, you never leave this resort. You know, they say that to me. So the people who to know me say, I saw you at the Marriott. I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, the Hacienda Pinilla Gates? I haven't been outside of them in four weeks, right? Oh, my God. Sounds crazy. I know. Uh-huh. But I've been in the astrals four times since then. So I've been maybe at Mars or this one or that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you know. I was going to say, you probably traveled to lots of different dimensions. Yeah, I don't have to go here. to Tamarindo to get happy, right? Like there's, <laughs> there's other things going on for yeah. us, you know? Other dimensions. Yeah, and I, I love that. And the thing is, this is that, uh, and not that I don't like getting out of here. I like, you know, going to San Jose or going back to California or whatever. But this is a bubble. 
Yeah. Britney is a bubble. Yeah. And it's a bubble of the most, you meet the most beautiful human beings. Here. Yeah. Like they're, they're all trying. And I mean, really trying. You know, you, you can go to, you can walk down the street in Venice, right? And you can see a lot of people who are dressed like they're trying. Yeah. And lots of spiritual folks. Half of them are pretending to be spiritual. Right. right? You know what I mean? Like, it's, the, it's that, yeah. right? Yeah. But when you come here, you're going to meet people that are willing to face themselves at all costs. Yeah. And that's a great group of people. It's a subgroup, you know? Yeah. It really is, yeah? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you have to really, like, want it. You have to, to so want it because the thing is, people, people that talk about it are one thing but people that actually do it holy cow what beautiful what beautiful thing that is to, to meet someone that to really meet someone that says you know what i'm going to put finding myself over everything in the world and 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 does it yeah i'm going to put finding myself over my own comfort maybe my own sanity maybe my own ego maybe like maybe my own health for the moment yeah, I'm gonna, people, Americans fucking hate throwing up. I never saw a, a group of people who hated throwing up more than Americans, right? <laughs> yeah, because it's what uncomfortable. Yeah, true. Yeah. So let's true. in the in the pleasure seeking territory of the United States, throwing up is way down the bottom of the list. <laughs> yeah, it's never been one of my favorite things. No, to do. I know. <laughs> However, when you're on the medicine, it's a completely different like thing. It doesn't it even almost feel like you are in, in that in the sense of it. It's like you have because you have you so many different feel bit. like you're getting well. Yeah. Doesn't it feel amazing and cool? Yeah, you're excavating. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember who said it. talking about like it's like you get if you get shot, right? Like the bullet's still staying in there, right? And it's like pulling the bullet out and you get And you're showing getting, you the bullet. Yeah. Hey, this is what was in you. Now it's gone. Beautiful stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love it, and yet tonight will be my 200 and... I record each ceremony, right? Okay. So, so tonight will be 250-something. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm scared. Right here <laughs> sitting with you, I'm scared. I'm always scared. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get that. I'm uh, never not scared. People always say to me, oh, you must... I'm like, I'm more afraid than you. you know? <laughs> yeah, I was scared going into last night. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not, you're crazy. <laughs> then that's a real sanity test. Like, are you a little bit afraid? Yes. Okay, you're human. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's like if, you, if you're jumping out of an airplane and, and you have a heart monitor on and the guy next to his heart decreases or gets calm, he's a psychopath. Right. <laughs> you know, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, fear is real. You know? yeah. yeah, fear is is totally real. Yeah. But you know, it's interesting. I do. You, have you read Joe, much of Joe Dispenza? Or, a little um, bit, very little bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff in there about fear and vibrational frequencies. Uh -huh. How do how do you think? Or I mean, how does the medicine raise your vibration? Well, I think that that anytime you have a date with divinity, you're changed. So even if, like, I look at the medicine and you just think, you think of yourself as so small in so many ways. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the humbling of that, 
to, to see divinity, know that that's a part of me, and yet know that I have this earth situation that's a little fucked up, you know? <laughs> and then that makes you more here. Yeah. You know? It's beautiful shit. Yeah. It's sadly beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And so you do a ceremony a week. I try to. Uh, with every group, I try to drink once, you know? Yeah. But, but I have to tell you something. After my first, I was changed for life. Wow. The, the one, and I was changed for life. Wow. Yeah, changed for life. Was that the, the Aya or the Boga? The Boga. Uh, was the first ceremony that I did, and I was changed for life. But we watch people here, same exact thing. Yeah. This one week changes them. What's interesting is we keep data on it. Yeah. So because I was a business guy mm -hmm. at one time in my life, I'm a data freak i love data you know yeah so so one of the most interesting things is 97.5 so we email people electronic surveys mm -hmm. so six months post checkout 97.55 percent of the people say that this was the week that changed their life wow. and the thing that they got in ceremony is still working in their life, this miracle wow. of being merged. You can feel when you're merged. And you can yeah. feel you can feel if you're merged and miffed, and you can also decipher between being split and not split. Can, can you explain what those so um, what my that? thing is this is that that once she merges you back, you're merged. Mm -hmm. When you used to get when you were split and you would become pissed off, even the pissed off feeling wouldn't feel authentic. Hmm. Uh -huh. So joy would last for a little bit. Love would last for a little bit. I bought, buy something and feel good for a little bit and have an orgasm, feel good for a little bit, get drunk and feel good for a little bit, cash a check and feel good for a little bit, hmm. uh -huh. as opposed to being mad, uh -huh, merged. And really being mad. Like, yeah. I'm mad and I know I'm mad. And this is what I'm mad at. And have yeah. joy. Uh, and this is joy. And I'm experiencing this joy for much longer. Yeah. And this is satisfaction. And this is real. And, and it's just a much more real experience. And by the way, this is hurt. And hurt hurts a lot more merged. The reason you split was because the hurt was too much to handle mm. together, right? So hurt hurts more when you're when when your heart gets hurt when you lose a loved one mm -hmm. when it's really pain uh huh yeah now the thing is what's the beautiful part about that is that because you're in yourself it the pain is more severe but it doesn't last as long because your experience you see all, all this is like psychology shit Jeff's shit. Yeah. But because you're able to process, you're able to sit with your and experience the depth of it, it goes quicker. Yeah. So so like being split, it's really fucking hard to experience the pain of of a loved one, the mm -hmm. death of because you micro experience it. Oh, I got a little bit of that. So it might take twenty years to process the yeah the separation of that. Yeah. As opposed to three fucking terrible months 
you know, like yeah. that's, you know, <laughs> that's when you're in it, right? Yeah. yeah. How do you, how, do, how would one know if they've, their soul has merged? See, this is what, what, in, in what the moon says is that everybody is designed to split every single person. So now your event, your splitting event could be all different. It could be because your brother got fed ahead of you. That's enough as a, as a, as an infant to split. Yeah. I feel like I'm never going to get that milk. I'm out. You split, right? Or your, your mom got punched by your dad when you were in her womb. That's enough to split. Yelled at. Yeah. Uh huh. So many different reasons to split, but, but, but most people are split. The moon said if you didn't have an NDE, you're split. So a near-death experience will put you back in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wax you right back in. So if you get electrocuted or hit by lightning and da-da-da-da-da, yeah. you know, your heart stops and boom, you're back in, your soul, you, you're together. So, so yeah, most people are split. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see the OA? Oh. I loved that. Yeah. I loved that. I loved Such that. Such a brilliant show. It was a brilliant show. Yeah. I wonder how that did. Did that do good... I think it did really well, yeah. Because it was I mean, a wonderful show. Yeah, Britt Marling, who started it, she wrote it and everything. Was that the redhead, the girl that the blonde was girl? The, yeah, yeah she the was main fantastic. girl. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, such yeah. a great. But it's it was an interesting study. Did she on, do ayahuasca? I don't know because it looks like. I she mean, did. she probably had to. She <laughs> probably have, has had to have some sort of like experience uh-huh. in that world. Yeah. In the in the what was the book you were talking about with the the woman who wrote about her India. Anita Marjani, Dying to Be Me. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. It's, Good book. Yeah. What does she talk? <laughs> what is, like, what does she talk about in that book in terms of the, the takeaways? Same kind of stuff that that there's this energy that's there. Yeah. That she got to visit through her own, through her own death. Mm-hmm. Uh, that explained what was missing in her life, how she was looking at things wrong, to heal herself which was mm. this thing. And she healed herself from final stage cancer wow. without meds. Like, you know, she was a dead lady. She's dead. Yeah. You know, crazy stuff. That's uh-huh. wild. And the thing is, the same thing you see on medicine uh, is that. So you're passing through this dimension, yeah? Mm-hmm. And you get over there, and there's all manner of things over there. There's all, like, there's not just, you know, I was, I was so sad because I was a Catholic. And I thought, I really thought that there was some gates and then some clouds and then cherubs and fucking happy songs. And, yeah. Uh-huh, and it ain't that way. <laughs> no, it ain't that way. <laughs> There's love. Uh-huh. But you carry with you the you. You bring your you with you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's where it gets all fucked up again, right? So yeah. now we've got to, so the sooner you can do this work, yeah, uh, the better the next one, the one after that, the one after that, right? Yeah. This work's important work. Yeah. The soul. Oh, absolutely. So would you describe like ego death as something similar, like yeah. within the medicine? Well, ego death is a merger. So an ego death is just the killing off of the thing that you become. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. The killing off of the reactive things of the thing you become, putting it back together, and then using putting that thing in its proper order. Ego usually goes from one to, let's say, four. It gets reordered. It yeah. doesn't get killed, you know? Yeah. It feels like it gets killed because you're sad because 
things aren't the way you thought they were, you know, you get super sad. I still get so sad, you know, that when you discover that, that a plane ain't going to make you happy, like a plane or or a bestseller or a fucking, when you discover that that ain't going to make you happy, (laughs) it's sad fucking news. I told my whole life that was going to make me happy. (laughs) Yeah, it's really nothing. You know, no thing. It's, it's the soul connection. It's the, the the being unattached to everything that makes you happy. Yeah. And you see it when you're there. That that and that gives you your homework to do here. Yeah. That how do I unattach from this? I mean, what's wild is when you're in the medicine, you're like completely just like in another world. Out there. Out there. Uh-huh. You're not or even in there. Or in there, yeah, and it's just like there's. It's so funny to have this like I have these times where I'm like I'm just like my meat suit is just like sitting there. Isn't it crazy? It's so wild for you to really understand. That's that's the thing, you know. What's what's if you if you read these books, Life After Life, and done about near death experiences. Yeah, those people are forever changed. Yeah, ninety percent of them are forever changed. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's the same thing with the medicine. These people are forever changed because once you realize that you're not this, you can't be the same. Yeah. You can't be the same. You can't. Nobody's that dumb. Like nobody can do the medicine and see all that shit and go, well, uh, no. Like it doesn't work that way. They see that shit and it will nag them. Even if they don't. So let's say you're a super stubborn yeah. guy. Uh-huh. Even if you don't change, it's in there and it yeah. will nag you until you do. Yeah. You know, Probably like go against your ears, like yeah, grinding against your intuition. Yeah. It'll kill you. It'll kill you. <laughs> you know, so that's why when I say the medicine always wins, it's because it's a fact. The medicine wins. It might do it. You might think, oh, yeah, but in a couple of weeks, I'll feel different. And you're not gonna. It, the memory of it, it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. It, it, it was there. And you know it's fact. The thing that, what's crazy with people is, is where some of the integration sadness comes in is when people start realizing that this might not be real. That, that you know, this might be. Yeah. This is, this is temporary and that's permanent fuck. <laughs> fuck yeah that was my that was when I after I did five <laughs> meo i was like what just happened <laughs> right huh yeah it was wild even like the last couple couple nights ago when i had that when i had like when i died when i had that ego death like beautiful I, it was weird i had like deja vu yeah yeah as yeah. if i you did it before yeah. that's the most interesting thing people say so so people say to me, hey, I saw a Martian and he did this and da 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 And I'd say, were you shocked? And they say, no. I said, why? Some part of me knew about that already. <laughs> That's wild. Isn't that wild? So some, you get to a place that you know. And you go, how the fuck is this familiar? And yet, in some way, it's, you know, the veil... So you can, I can have six veils here in that lamp. That light behind that veil is familiar to me. And the thing is, that situation smelled or 
or, or twanged a memory in you that you know before. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Wow. <laughs> it's wow. wild. It's the most wild shit. It's, it's wild. enough to drive you crazy. Like, that's, you know, and when I say it's enough to drive you crazy, it, I can see why some people want to lay down everything and get to the bottom of this. Like, they do this a couple of times. They're like, so some people go back to work and they're happy and content. Their marriage gets better. Their relationship, their job gets better. They're a better father, a better mother, and they're happy. And then some people see this shit and go, fuck, I have to know more. I have <laughs> to know more. Yeah. And the problem is, here's the problem with that one, that you'll never get to it. Yeah. You'll never, ever get to it. It's a, it's a beautiful pursuit, you know? Yeah. But you'll never get to it because there's always more. I remember... I remember I, one of my journeys, I think it was 67 or 68, I got to the thing and I said, well, that's it. I will never, ever, ever, ever want to do this shit again because I get it. It showed me what happens to you, how you're born, how the line, you wait on the line. I got the whole system. Uh-huh. And then... So wait, wait, which system? Like, tell the me The system of, of death and birth. Mm. Like this crazy ass system, which is a system. It's yeah. a system. Uh-huh. It's even a numeric system. You're assigned numbers, all kind of crazy shit. Yeah. And I got it. And I thought, oh, that's, that's it. And there's nothing after that. Right. Yeah. And about three days later, I thought, well, I got one more question. And then I'm, I'm back in there. <laughs> and then I'm back in there. And then I saw some shit. And I said, uh, now I don't understand that shit. Now it goes on and on and on, you know? So, so, so there are people, about, about 20-some percent of the people, that just want to know more and go deeper and know more and go deeper. And, and what ends up happening to them is that they constantly, and they don't even notice, they think they're chasing this and at the whole time, the side benefit of this that they're not even paying attention to is that they're constantly deeper in service. Mm. So they're going this way, looking for something. And in the, in the earth-facing piece, they keep getting deeper in service, kinder, uh-huh, more <laughs> caring. And they think they're chasing this rabbit around race. Yeah, you know? yeah. Crazy, huh? That's so crazy. It's wild shit. <laughs> so many... So many layers to this onion, dude. There's crazy, it's crazy. shit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting because it's like subconscious surgery. It is. Yeah. It is. And you can be really, obviously, really intentional about almost guiding that. Yeah. Or guiding it or guiding Mother Aya to, to guide it, yeah. so, so to speak. So, and that gets to another interesting thing, too, that the temptation is to want to learn, that's the temptation. I yeah. want to learn. I want to learn this. You know? Yeah. And in the gift, though, is to feel it. Mm. So the thing is that it's crazy, right? But when I go into ceremony wanting to learn, I can get answers without advancement. So, but when I go into this, to ceremony 
wanting to feel, feel more love, more truth, you know, mm. those things, then advance is a strange word and become kinder in the world. You know, and that my whole thing is I was a very violent guy. Yeah. So so kindness is a good measure for me to see yeah. how I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I love kind I love it, dude. And uh I love it. I love and um I can cry. There's not a, a minute that goes by that I couldn't have a thought that would make me cry. Because the the medicine's such a miracle. Wow. And a miracle. Wow. Yeah. How, yeah, I mean, I guess, how would you describe that mir- the, the miracle in the sense of, like, you know, when you're talking about 95% of people get their miracle, what, uh, what is that? Like, paint a picture of that for those of people listening. So in the spiritual diagram, it would be the remerging of the soul. Uh-huh. But in the, in the human experience, it would be hitting a vein of unconditional love. Mm. And you just see people break down. Mm. And break down over sadness, uh-huh. break down over joy and sadness at the same time, which is a crazy breakdown. Yeah. It's the most beautiful breakdown there is, though. This sadness and joy together, the sadness of the temporariness of this existence, yeah. and then the joy of the love and the eternal. You know, it's a it's just an amazing, you know, it's like with that salt and caramel kind of fucking deal, you <laughs> yeah. know, that, that, that yeah. is just irresistibly yeah. rich, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's good shit, dude. It's like amazing yeah. shit. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, just this whole journey for me has been a beautiful one. It's so beautiful. And it's so funny, too, when you get, when you get something that, you know, there's certain people that are super in their heads and you know i know people that have 400 journeys and they're they're just talking about different levels of how it works and da 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 da. and because they've been drinking with their brain their heart never got the experience so you can be so in it for the knowledge yeah that you miss the experience and that's why you know the funniest thing, and this is the truth. On my second journey, she told me to stop reading books. The Boga typed, no more books. Uh-huh. I was like, and so I did. I stopped reading books. You know? Wow. I get given a ton of books. Everybody's an author. They <laughs> sign a book for me. Of uh-huh. course. And, and I'm even trying to, to stop trying to learn in ceremony because... Yeah. There's so much more than learning going on in there. Yes. There's a whole nother level of, you know, so many people are so like, oh, show me this and show me that, which is understandably so, yeah? But there's a thing of let my heart experience this, and then all of a sudden you're like, fuck. And to know, sometimes you'll experience the pain of someone else, and that's a beautiful awakening that we're all in this together and we're all crying over just that. You see, there's a part of us that knows that every second of this is sacred, this earth thing where we can touch. If you notice this, 
If you notice this, in the astrals, you can't touch. Mm. Uh -huh. So that means no fucking, uh -huh. no kissing, no holding a flower, no stroking of hair, no nothing. Uh -huh. So on earth, we get to touch. What a beautiful thing. It's the thing that's coolest about the planet, in my opinion, yeah. is that you get to to hold a flower and pet a dog and touch your girlfriend and kiss your mom. And, you know, I mean, this is, this is what we're living in the astral zone habit. So now the sadness of knowing the temporalness of this mm. offer, yeah. you know, the offer of earth, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. And at the same time, knowing the beauty of the feeling of love out there. Yeah. It's a real crazy Quandary, right? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. We're stuck in. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's wild. Sometimes I walk around, I'm like, humans are so funny. Like, we're so funny. We're so funny. We're so funny, huh? Well, I know a lot of dogs that are smarter, you know, like, honestly, <laughs> right? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So now you've collected all this, you're collecting data as people go through the program. And yes. What kinds of ways have you? utilize that data to create a better and better experience for people. So so what's crazy is that when I deviate from what the moon laid out, mm -hmm. I immediately have degradation and deterioration of the experience. Mm. So the moon really did it great. Now what where we can get pluses and minuses is the quality of our classes. Mm. Now, as the classes go up, it gets better. And here's here's what's so crazy. So in a lot of traditions, this is fucking human shit. In a lot of traditions, the human intervenes with the experience because mm. uh, it wants to help. So in a lot of traditions, like they'll have tiny little groups of six journeyers and much, much intervention from staff and Holding of hands and da 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 da, -da. Oh, uh huh, and and that is the exact opposite of what the person needs. So the thing is, that person is saying, "I'm smarter than the plant." Mm. Uh huh. So yeah. you're having this experience with the plant. Let me intervene and help you out. Now we have found that to go the exact opposite in terms of. Experience a miracle rate. There's a sweet spot of intervention. There's a sweet spot, just like in anything where there's too much and then there's too little, and both of them will affect the, the thing. But there is a sweet spot of interaction. What we're most, where most of these centers err, they err to the side of over-interacting. And then it breaks the experience that the plan had intended for the soul. Uh -huh. oh, interesting. So, and we know all about this because we have data, yeah? Yeah. And, and other people have, you know, the funniest thing in, in business, right, is that the problem with business people is they tend to remember their last customer, what their last customer said. It's really hard to remember what 5,000 said, right? So right. they just go to the last one. This guy said it was too hot. Or the meat was too salty. Right. Or the 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 vegetables were grilled too much. Right. Oh, stop grilling them. When in fact, his conversation might have been the outline, the outlier, 
and the rest of the data says it was perfect. Yeah. So it's really important to keep data and, you know, and most people don't, you know? And, yeah. And I love traditions. Tonight's a tradition, traditional night. Yeah. It's Colombian night. Uh-huh. I love tradition, but tradition without question is not, is not hmm, cool, you know, because it can be very, uh, restrictive right you know so without questioning the, the without tradition. questioning why is this part of the tradition like mm. this why is this part of the tradition like this then going in and test it i have a friend who says tradition is uh peer pressure from dead people it's uh, so, <laughs> so, 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 fascinating it's pretty good yeah uh-huh. so yeah it's yeah. interesting so it's i mean speaking of tradition because like the ceremonies is like the shaman and like the other sham, like the whole team. Yes. You know, there is the tradition around, Absolutely. around the medicine, yep. around the ceremony. What is the, how does that, what's the correlation between that? And how does it shift what the medicine does in the room each night? Cause obviously like even here, the it's like, they're different. different. Yeah. Yes. So, so in all honesty, we're, we're more, if we were slanted to a tradition, we're slanted to, uh, the Colombian tradition out of the region of Punta Maya. Okay. Right? That's really our variants are the length of ceremony, mm-hmm. uh, the type of ayahuasca that's being drank, and then the personality of the shaman. So, so even in tradition, mm. you have a wide variance of personality. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, I have a very feminine shaman, a very masculine shaman. The one thing that we like about our providers is is that they walk the walk so we live with these people yeah so so what's funny is in a lot of places do the, the guy serving the medicine is, is sleeping with the people in a ceremony and and the energy gets all fucking weird and then and then women get to where they get violated in ceremony so, so here we, and I can say this to, to the last person, we honor the distance of our clients. So mm. nobody is with a client. I was trying to hit on uh, a guest. Like there's this rules of, of just common sense yeah. that we employ, but a lot of places don't. So people end up having a more pure experience. And even our our providers in their personal lives are held to a standard. So mm. what I mean by that is this, is I hate saying that because now that sounds like we have this idea of good or bad, and we don't. We have an idea of what living a clean life is yeah. and then how that shows up in the maloka. So, so you know, the shaman who's, who's walking the walk, yeah. observing himself, eating a particular way, acting a particular way, living a particular life, being in prayer for, you know, the real life yeah. shows up in the Maloka in a different way. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. So we're pretty sticklers on that. You know? <laughs> I have a friend who's here who was a monk for nine years at SRF in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. Christian Minson. He's a yeah, yeah. breathwork Christian. guy. And, and he says, this is worse than a monastic life here. Because you know, <laughs> at least in the monastery... You weren't exposed to all these beautiful people all day, you know. <laughs> you know, here there you're constantly, you know, in front of these beautiful people who are in their process. Yeah, and you still have to just maintain 
wanting to help, 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 help. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot to it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be, you know, I think that's there is something to be said about that because, like, this work is about living that life. It's about it. It's about <laughs> it. You know, it really is. Yeah. Like, in, in what I found most interesting that I would have never believed is that the living this life is its own reward. I never, the medicine told me that in the beginning. I said, how am I supposed to be happy if I can't do cocaine? I can't get smashed out of my gourd and sleep with all these women. That's what I used to do. And she said, the life you live will be its own reward. And I thought, that sounds kind of like a trick. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not. It's a beautiful, peaceful Simple, yeah. Way to live, yeah. A really beauty. It's a beauty, dude. It's a beauty. I mean, the that it's a different thing for me, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really. What is it? What does it take to be become a shaman? Like, how does it depends? So, so the thing is, like, in in you know, when we got to figure right in the Amazon basin, how many different tribes are there? Yeah. For every different tribe, there's a different tradition. Mm-hmm. So when people say, was it because there's some, uh, I think in Ecuador, where it takes 10 years to become a shaman of, of dieta, learning, you know, yeah. in jungle, da, 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 da. There's places in LA where if you did medicine with your friend's uncle <laughs> two times, you're a shaman, yeah. right? Yeah. So what we, like, what, what we, do right and we serve more medicine than anywhere in the world here yeah more medicine gets served here yeah so the people that work here have more experience in the last four years anywhere in the world yeah right but in the Colombian tradition you have to study with the taita you have to yeah go through these different processes and 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 it's a few year deal yeah you know to become one you know and then you can become one and you can't, you might not have any work. This is the thing with that, right? So you become a shaman. Yeah. And you may not have work. Uh-huh. Right. So there's a lot of things have to line up. Yeah. In order for you to be a provider. Yeah. And to be able to make a living. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So. But you have to study of, under. You got to study under. Yeah, you, you, gotta you put to in your time. Under, put in your time. Yeah. Live the life. Learn the plants. Learn the dietas. Learn the learn the ikras. There's a lot to it. It looks yeah. easy. There's a lot to it. Yeah. A lot to it. Oh no, I'm not saying it looks easy. Shit ton of medicine. You know. And, yeah. and a lot of people drink medicine. They may be able to drink it five times, and then the taste. They're like, oh, can I can't drink anymore. So, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it's all a it's all a learning process. The whole yeah. thing, you know. Yeah, I know. It's just funny because you were saying it's like, yeah, everybody's a shaman. Everybody's a, like, it's everybody's a photographer, right? Yes, everybody's a shaman. Everybody's making like everything, right. but it's like, how? What does it take to like become an to actual be real? real one. Yeah, yes. real good one. Uh. So I find that very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you know what it takes to become a photographer, right? Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. and, and where you have to start from and, you know, you have to have an eye for it, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of the work. And then and then once you get to the top of your game, now you're in a field with a bunch of people who are at the top of their game. It's a, 
It's an ongoing deal. <laughs> totally. Right? You know? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, one last question I'll ask all my guests is what does the phrase live inspiration mean to you? Live inspiration. To me, to me, I would say that's the only the only thing. Yeah. Because if you're not living inspiration, right? What are you? Yeah. Really, right? You think about it. That's a beautiful phrase. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're not, what do you got? Like, I think that's what we used to call shooter money. Yeah. That's openers to live inspiration. I love that. Yeah. 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 That's, I, I know you. that's your thing. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. That's I good. just say... Yeah, aho to that. That's the one. Aho, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Where can people follow you on the interwebs? Either on Facebook or on uh, Rhythmia yeah. on Facebook. Where else do we go there? Rhythmia on YouTube. Yeah, uh-huh. I think it's Rhythmia underscore on Instagram. Instagram, yeah. it's Rhythmia underscore something. I'm, I'm not good at that. That's my, <laughs> that's, that's my partner Brandy's stuff got it yeah. got it got it but you're on you're on instagram i yeah. am but i don't look at the thing <laughs> <laughs> i put out the quotes i do the quotes all the time somebody else posts them fair enough fair yeah. enough well people can come down here to connect with you they gotta come, listen, <laughs> gotta come see the whole show oh it's an amazing yeah. oasis you yeah. have to <laughs> well jerry i thank I, you so much yeah. thank you for for coming absolutely and thanks I, for having me as a guest i really appreciate yeah, it yeah it's been a beautiful yeah, you're a wild guy you're a good dude yeah. well i acknowledge you for the difference that you're making in this world thank and you what so you're much. bringing to people and the plant medicine that you're bringing to people it's a beautiful thing thank you so much yeah. and thank you for for doing what you do yeah, and for you. bringing these things to people thank it's you. amazing yeah coolio amazing fantastic All right. Thank y'all for tuning in to today's episode with Jerry Powell. I'm your host, Nick Onkin, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll link this up, all the stuff in the show notes over at neonradio.com slash EP162. So if you want to get links to Rhythmia, go check that out. If you're interested, feel free to uh, send me a message over on Instagram at, at Nick Onkin. If you want to share this episode out, that would be amazing. Neonradio.com slash EP162. Neon is spelled N-I-O-N. It's actually the first two letters of my first and last name, but it's all about living a life in color. So also, if you want to go join the uh, Neon Life community, meet some other artists and people along the journey, you can go to neonlife.com slash community and also join the uh, mailing list for cool, creative things happening and, and content that's coming out. You can take the Neon Life quiz over at neonlife.com slash quiz. It's a quick 10-question survey. And we serve you up some free content based off of where you are in your creative journey. So with that, you know what time it is. It's time to go out, create your life by creating every small moment. And we'll see you next time. Mm